Hello, everyone. It is Scott, and we are back. Back for more Rules of the Road discussion. Fun, fun, fun stuff, but you got to know them. Uh, my very able assistant, River, my cat, is uh, hanging out with me here. So if you hear anything in the background, such as funny noises, that would be him. Okay, we left off rule 18 before we are now on rule 19, which is subpart 3. Rule 19 starts subpart 3, I should say. Conduct of vessels in restricted visibility. So, uh, fog, heavy rain, snow, smog, ash from an exploding volcano. <laughs> Been through that once way long ago. Dust, uh, many different things. Anything that restricts your visibility while piloting your vessel. So here we go. Rule 19, conduct of vessels in restricted visibility. Note A, this rule applies to vessels not in sight of one another when navigating in or near an area of restricted visibility. So you could have someone in a fog bank off of Nova Scotia and you could not be in that fog bank and you, uh, well, Hopefully, you know that they are there and they know that you are there because you're using your radar. So, um, it's just saying that just because he was in a fog bank and he came out of nowhere and ran into you, you can't say it's not my fault, right? So, one of those kind of deals. Uh, note B, every vessel shall proceed at a safe speed adapted to the prevailing circumstances and conditions of restricted visibility. A power-driven vessel shall have her engines ready for immediate maneuver. So here we go again with this safe speed thing. What's safe speed? They're not really telling you. Uh, you just you need to run at a speed where if you need to do something quickly, whatever that may be, you need to be able to do that. Uh, part C, every vessel shall have due regard to the prevailing circumstances and conditions of restricted visibility when complying with rules 4 through 10. And rules 4 through 10 were the general sailing rules, right? Uh, I believe so. Looking back through my book. Yeah, general rules, right. Yes. Uh -huh. Correct there. Okay, here's a note D. Here's a good one. And I think we touched on this a bit. A vessel which detects by radar alone the presence of another vessel shall determine if a close quarters, close quarters situation is developing or risk of collision exists. If so, she shall take avoiding action in ample time, providing that when such action consists of an alteration of course, so far as possible, the following shall be avoided. One an alteration of course to port for a vessel forward of the beam other than a vessel being overtaken and two, an alteration of course towards a vessel abeam or abaft the beam. Abaft means behind, okay? If you're not up on sailor speak. Um, so you should avoid those two situations. Uh, yes, 
Let's leave it at that. And note E, except where it has been determined that a risk of collision does exist, every vessel which hears apparently forward of her beam the fog signal of another vessel or which cannot avoid a close quarter situation with another vessel forward of her beam shall reduce her speed to a minimum at which she can be kept on course and she shall, if necessary, take all way off in any event navigate with extreme caution until the danger of collision is over so if you're in a fog or in restricted visibility i shouldn't say fog but in restricted visibility and you hear a foghorn somewhere forward in front of you um you should slow to dead slow which typically is just fast enough to keep yourself on course you know and if you need stop but the whole part, the whole point there is to slow down and or stop to give you time to sort out where the guy in front of you is and what he's doing. Is he coming straight at you? Is he moving to the left of you? Is he moving to the right of you? So on and so forth. That sort of thing. Which brings us to rule 20. Oh, there's, there's River. <laughs> Jumping on my chair. Uh, rule 20, lights and shapes. Now, this co- this can get very dry. I'll try not to let that happen. Um, but I- I'll-, I'll recite the rule. Uh, like I think I talked a bit on uh, the last podcast. The best thing to do with lights is go somewhere where you can sit along a canal or a body of water and watch the uh, commercial traffic move through so you can actually see the lights. That's what I do. Uh, I go down over to the C&D Canal in Chesapeake City, Maryland, and um, I sit at Schaefer's and get myself a cool drink. And uh, other than looking at all the other scenery around when the uh, commercial traffic comes through, I pay attention to what lights they're showing and just remember what that looks like at night. So onward and upward. Part A, rules in this part shall be complied with in all weather okay that means daylight too i mean you'll see most times the tug guys just turn their lights on and leave them on 24 7 they just don't turn them off which is cool because it it helps you sort things out you know even uh even like in a summer evening when it gets you know there's a lot of humidity in the air it's a little difficult to see distance in the uh you know they'll leave those lights on so you can sort out which way they're moving. Part B, the rules concerning light shall be complied with from sunset to sunrise and during such times no other, no and during such times no other lights shall be exhibited except lights as cannot be mistaken for lights specified in these rules or do not impair their visibility or distinctive character or interfere with the keeping of a proper lookout. Okay. Pet peeve and I'm sorry, this is probably going to upset a few folks. The LED lights that folks put on their boats are all the rage right now. So, people are running up and down the river with blue lights on, with green lights on, with red lights on. I just don't think you should do that, but you look, I'm not the captain. I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to tell you what to do. 
I think they're cool as heck. I have them on my boat when you're sitting in anchor or sitting along the dock. But when you're moving on the water, it tends to confuse things because a lot of these a lot of these LED lights are much brighter than the running lights that you typically are showing. So uh, I don't know. Think about it. That's all I'm saying. And plus, it says right here in the rules. I mean, it's a violation of rules. So it's something that if for some reason there is a DNR boat or the Coast Guard and they want to pull you over and you've got your LED lights on flying up the river, that's it's written right here that they're quite allowed to pull you over. Uh, the rules concerning shapes shall be complied with by day. We talked last week about there are shapes for just about for every light combination that we're going to speak of. There is a day shape as well. You're not going to see recreational boaters for the most part doing that. And I don't think anybody's going to give you a hard time for doing it or not doing it. Uh, but just take note that there is a day shape. That means the same thing as at, during the day that the lights mean at night. In Part E, the lights and shapes specified in these rules shall comply with the provisions of the Annex 1 of the rules. So these, the navigation rules are the rules themselves, and then you have annexes in the back. You have all kinds of great information actually in the back. It's kind of cool to look through and if you want. Uh, it tells you about the... Uh, demarcation lines here's annex 5 annex 4 annex 3 so annex 2 or i mean annex 1 gives you speci i mean it gives you mathematical formulas to figure out specifications for light i mean it's that it gets that kind of crazy but i mean go figure a small boat and we're going to talk about that in a second a small boat your lights are supposed to show X distance um, over the water. A much larger boat or a ship or a tug or have different different characteristics. Their lights are much brighter. So in here, it actually tells you how bright these lights should be. And there's also a mathematical formula to figure it out. So go figure. So Now this is a little bit of a dry part, but you know. Whew, we'll okay. Anyway. Note A, masthead light means a white light placed over the fore and aft center line of a vessel showing on an unbroken light over the arc of the horizon of 225 degrees and so fixed as to show the light from right ahead, means directly off the bow, to 22.5 degrees abaft the beam on either side of the vessel. I told you this was going to be dry. Uh, except for that on a vessel less than 12 meters in length, a mast headlight shall be placed as nearly as practical to the fore and aft center line of the vessel. So the, the rules are all written in, in metric. So 12 meters, 12 times 3.28. If I get my, um, my little calculator out here. Do, 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 do. What did I do with that? I know I got it here somewhere. Anyhow, do the math. I lost it. Lost my calculator. What the heck? That's no good. 
Oh, there it is. Okay, sorry. 12 times 3.28. That's 39.36 feet. So, figure 40 feet. Uh, 12 meter in length, the mast headlight shall be placed as nearly as practical to the fore and aft center line of the vessel. So, you'll notice on all your smaller recreational vessels, um, particularly smaller than 40 feet, they do their best to show the all-round white light. It's not always on the center line of the boat. It a lot of times on the on the runabouts and whatnot. It's you know on a starboard side aft, sort of offset from the center. So uh, they nearly as as near as practical meets the letter of the law. There, B side lights means a green light on the starboard side and a red light on the port side, each showing an unbroken light over an arc of the horizon of 112.5 degrees so uh, fixed as to show the light from right ahead to 22.5 abaft the beam on its respective side. On a vessel less than 20 meters in length, the side lights may be combined into one lantern carried on the fore and aft center line of the vessel, except that on a vessel of less than 12 meters in length, the side lights, when combined in one lantern, shall be placed as practical to the fore and aft center line of the vessel. So, you'll see um, runabouts with the combination light on the bow with the port and starboard runner light all in one housing just with a, you know, um, different colored lenses. And that's, that's that meets the letter, letter of the law here. Okay? Um, so... Uh, So, oh yeah, everybody, uh, well, not everybody, I shouldn't say that. People sometimes get mixed up with red right returning. And they think red is starboard and uh, green is port. That's not the case. So a good way to remember that, and like I say, in the navigation world, there's all these little sayings that people come up with to remember things, but port wine is red, okay? So if you remember that, um, you'll be able to keep your color straight. I've had many people talk about, you know, uh, the red buoy on the starboard side, blah, 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 blah. Yes, returning from the ocean, the red is on the starboard side, but red is not the starboard color. Okay? Got to remember that. Red is, <laughs> yeah, my cat disrupting me here uh red is up on the port side so the red light is your port so think about it we were talking about an intersection last time and you have to yield to the right if you have two boats uh meeting so at night what are you going to see because the red light is on this port side you're going to see a red light what's that mean it means stop or doesn't mean stop but it means danger or caution um so that's one way to look at that Stern light means a white light placed as nearly as practical at the stern with an unbroken light over the arc of the horizon of 135 degrees so fixed as to show the light 67.5 degrees from um, right aft on each or on each side of the vessel. So if you do all this math and you line all this stuff up, basically uh, on a smaller boat you have a single 360 degree white light. Every, pretty much everybody's got that, right? On a little bit bigger boat, uh, 
you could have a stern light and a masthead light. Uh, and if you add the two together, if you add the stern light and the masthead light together, what that's going to do is equal 360 degrees. So you have 360 degrees coverage. Um, the port and starboard running lights are going to be from dead ahead on the boat to 90 degrees uh, on the beam of the boat to 22 and a half degrees behind the beam. Back, uh, that's, that's crazy to say it that way. Past the beam. Um, so, if you, like I say, if you do this math, this this stuff really does all add up. It's kind of crazy, but it does add up. A towing light, okay. This here's where we started getting into tugs and and uh, and towboat stuff. I used to uh, drive for towboat. I mean, sea uh, tow for a few years there. So here's some towboat stuff for you. But they have a little bit different light. Towing light mean towing light means a yellow light having the same characteristics as the stern light defined in paragraph C. Okay of this rule so a towing light is going to be like a yellow light you'll see that on the back of a tug uh, that's pushing ahead all-round light means a light showing of an unbroken light over the full arc of the horizon 360 degrees flashing light here we go means a light flashing at regular intervals at a frequency of 120 flashes per minute so when you have a flashing light on a vessel it's going to be flashing at 120 flashes per minute that's another one of these specifications that you can find in the annex a special flashing light means a yellow light flashing at regular intervals at a frequency of 50 to 70 flashes per minute places far forward and is nearly practical to the four and a half center line of the toe and showing an unbroken light over the arc of the horizon of not less than 180 degrees or not more than 225 degrees so if you here we go you're sitting on the uh, you're sitting on the deck at Schaefer's Canal House, and there's a tug pushing ahead that is coming up the canal. You're going to see a special flashing light on the front of the barge, besides the port and starboard running light. So if you look real close, there will be uh, a flashing light flashing 50 to 70 flashes per minute on the front of that barge. So there. Here we go. Visibility of lights. That's what we were talking about this just a second ago. The lights prescribed in these rules should have an intensity specified in Annex 1 to the rules so as to be visible with the following minimum ranges. So if you're less than a vessel 50 meters or more in length, your masthead light 6 miles, side lights 3 miles, towing light 3 miles, uh, and a special flashing light 2 miles. A vessel 12 meters or more in length but less than 50 uh, masthead goes to five miles, and side lights two miles, special flashing light two miles. A vessel less than 12 meters in length, which is your 40 feet or less, we just figured out. Masthead light is two miles, your side lights one mile, stern lights two miles, towing lights two miles, special light is two miles. Um, so there, the larger the vessel, the more intense their light the lights are and the further you will see them away by the way an inconspicuous partly submerged vessel or object being towed has an all around all white a white all-around light visible for three miles so when you see these guys moving these dredge pipes and stuff like that around the um up and down the bay or through the canal they've got to light them with an all-around 
white light. So, I, hmm, what's a good way to say this? I would say that if you see a tug at night and you're heading towards him, I mean, he, he's in between you and where you want to get to. Be Just be very careful what you're getting into there. Um, he could be towing submerged dredge piping, which will have a white light on it. And if there's 50 of them behind him, he'll have 50 white lights. He could be towing the barge behind most times, especially if you're offshore, they will be. But a lot of times here in the in the, in the bay and the canal, they, they'll be on what they call a short tow. But you'll see the tug and then there'll be a steel hawser between the tug and the front of the barge. And then you'll see the barge lights. Well, I don't know how many times a year it happens in the United States that people try to cut between the back of the tug and the front of the barge. That uh, That's obviously a huge no-no. That does not work and leads to a very bad circumstance. So if uh, uh, my best advice is, like I say, if there's a tug between you and where you're trying to get to, I'd be really, really, really super careful at night. Obviously, in the daytime, you should be able to see what's going on. But at night, I'd be really super careful. That's one of the. This is one of the times where you want you might want to back down on the throttle, maybe come down off plane, uh, grab your book, grab your rules book, and look at the lights and try to figure out what you, it might be. Just a tug, you know, running solo up the canal could be that, or up the bay could be that. Um. That happens a fair amount, but I would still be very, very, very cautious trying to cut too close behind a tug. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily want to get in front of one either, but if you're trying to cut behind a tug thinking you want to get from one spot to another, just be super careful doing that. I'm going to hold it there. That's a rule 22 because a rule 23, well, okay. Uh, Now we're starting to get into lights and shapes. So... Let's just do this. Rule 23, power-driven vessel underway. Uh, Note A, a power-driven vessel underway shall exhibit a mast headlight forward, a second mast headlight abaft and of higher than the forward, except for a vessel under 50 meters in length shall not be obliged to exhibit such a light, but may do so, side lights and a stern light. So on huge ships, we call them range lights. There'll be uh, all-around white lights. There'll be one on the bow or close to the bow, and there'll be one on top of the superstructure. The one on top of the superstructure will be higher than the one on the bow. On the bow. So when in, with a combination of their colored side lights and one light being higher aft, you can generally tell which way they're moving pretty quickly unless they're coming right at you and then you're going to see a red light a white light or a red light a green light and a white light with a, another white light over top of that which whenever you see a red and a green together I don't care if it's a rowboat you probably don't want to be in that position right there so at night you want to be on one side or the other so you're either seeing a red or a green light um rule 23 continue talks about air cushion vessels which that, you know, you're not going to see that around here. You get down around Little Creek, Virginia, you're going to see hovercraft and whatnot, you know, Navy stuff down there. But they pretty much show the same thing. Rule 20, 
three continued. Okay, here we go. A power-driven vessel less than 12 meters in length may, in lieu of the lights prescribed in the paragraph A of this rule, exhibit an all-around white light and side lights. That's what we're most familiar with. Rule 23, Part C. You have your all-around white light. Might be a pole that you have to insert into a socket, you know, at night. And then you have your two, um, your two side lights. That, for the most part, is what we see here on our river and even running down the bay more so on the smaller boats. So uh, that's Rule 23. Rule 23 continued, talks about the Great Lakes, but we're not going to talk about that. Okay, Rule 24 is towing and pushing. This is when we're kind of getting into... Um, we're getting into the meat of the subject, and that's probably best to just stop here. And we will continue with towing and pushing because we're going. That's that, there's a lot of, lot to talk about. We might not even get six rules done on that one because there's a whole lot of stuff to go through here. Uh, very important to at least have a basic understanding of anyway. So. Uh, until the next time, yeah, we'll just we'll just say until the next time, uh, everybody be good, everybody be safe. Boating season's coming. I know the yards are waking up and people are because uh, I'm doing it myself. People are in the yards working on the boats, painting, polishing, fixing, all that good stuff that happens in spring. Uh, sock burnings are coming up. Uh, probably this weekend or very soon anyway. So uh, if you do that, have fun doing that. Just be careful. Um, and we will talk to you very soon for the next installment of Rules of the Road. Uh, you can reach me at scott at comesailwithme.net. That's my website. You can find me on uh, Facebook at uh, Sundance Sailing Charters. That is my Facebook point of presence. I guess you would say. Uh, but yeah, if you have a comment or you have a question or you want to talk some more about it or you or you think I got something totally wrong, leave me a comment. That happens. You know, I'm not a machine. Every once in a while, I, I, I get stuff screwed up. But anyhow, uh, yeah, reach out to me if you want. I enjoy uh, talking, talking about this sort of stuff. And like I say, a basic understanding of it is really important uh, to protect yourself family and all your loved ones. So may the good Lord take a liking to you and we'll talk to you real soon. Thanks. <laughs>